Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Because they took something like that, something that definitely the fan base would have enjoyed, and we're just like, well, we think this is too difficult, and we're scared that new players are going to get scared off from our franchise because we put hard things in them. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! It's Pucko! Pucko! It's Pucko! Pucko! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah. Let's go! Grab your friends, it's that time again. again. Listen to the show with a phone and a friend. It's Pucko. Pucko! And welcome to the 361st episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my superb co-host, the one, the only, the bearded hobo himself, Bosephus. And the beard is actually back. Oh yeah, Uh, I'm in about a week and a half scruff mode, so it is like full set coverage going on. I'm going all the way into 2019 with this baby too. It's going to be good. Full Hobo Bo is coming back. Full Hobo. And then, of course, we've got the greatest Puerto Rican here with us as well. The greatest Puerto Rican in Seattle. I feel like that's a pretty good qualifier. <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah right? Some some say Jishiro, but some say also that the beer, both beards actually never left. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about the beard on the outside. It's about the beard you have on the inside. That's what really counts. I don't know what that means, and it's slightly disturbing. But welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, for those of you who are new to the show, stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a name that we came up with in 2007, back when podcasting was brand new and nothing made any sense. And then, of course, we have... Uh, we have a great show for you guys today. We are a Pokemon podcast that talks everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to the board game Pokemon Master Quest. We should actually, like, that sounds like a good topic for one day. We'll put that on the back burner. That sounds like we should get it and have a play running record it, us playing that board game one time, if we can find it. PuckleCon 5, baby. Here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that game takes longer than Monopoly, I swear. And <laughs> just to get through the rules, it does. just to get through the rules. And then <laughs> and then it takes even longer to get through it when you actually sit down and play it. So uh, there's a few other things that like that. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We don't know what we're doing for PuckleCon 5 yet. 
it depends on how the world goes and how how nice my work is and how how nice Nintendo is at being consistent with things. Uh, but <laughs> so you by that by that last standard, we're pretty much done. <laughs> yeah, we can't do it. It's not happening. No, I don't know. We'll see how it goes because they. I was gonna plan on doing it at North American Internationals this year, um, just because that'd be easy. There's an event. We could just go over there, hang out, have fun, go get like a just go get an Airbnb or something like that, and we could all just like hang out there for a weekend, and then we could do a show with whoever. Whatever we could figure that out later. That's logistics later, but yeah. I was thinking do something like that, but they announced, so like that's typically okay because they typically do it the weekend of the 4th of July and the weekend of 4th of July, like 4th of July, I think it's actually a Friday this upcoming year. Let me double check. Um, and so I was just like, okay, that makes sense. Um, no, it's a Thursday, but either way they would have done it like July 5th through 7th or whatever. And I'm just like, that sounds reasonable. But unfortunately, they announced like the months, quote unquote, that they were going to hold these internationals and they claimed it was going to be in June for the North American International. And what? Yeah. And so my real big worry is that they're trying to host it at the end of June, like the last weekend of June, which is bad news bears for Thatch's work schedule because Thatch bad news bears for most everyone's. It's just such a bad date. Yeah, because that's when because there's typically a conference for my field then that I that I typically go to. So I if it's that weekend, we're kinda screwed on that note and we'll have to figure something else out, but we'll probably know within a few months. Probably by like February, I'd say. By the end of February we'll know. Well, approximately what we're doing. So we'll figure it out, like always. If not, we'll just have it at Bo's house. Yeah. Done. And yeah, I had my first housewarming party in my new house and it was a uh, huge success. So, yeah, we'll have it here. I like how that's that's the qualifier for if PuckleCon can happen at your house. Yeah, I had a party once. Yeah, I had one. No, I had a test one. It was a dry run for PuckleCon because I knew you were going to throw this on me. God. <laughs> my trainer class is psychic. They call me the Cybo. Yeah. No, I just... I, I, I don't know. We could probably do something like that. There's been a lot of stuff going on though recently uh, with Pokemon. Yeah, lots it's, happened. Lots been happening. Lots been happening. I don't know. The company itself, just with the play Pokemon, is just like throwing curveballs all over the place. And I'm really curious to see because I really like the way they're handling the VGC format this year and how they're just splitting it up into three distinct seasons. And my favorite part being they actually started the VGC season when the TCG <laughs> rotation happened. Yeah, like that's it's my all favorite thing. Up. That's my favorite thing that they've done, and there's no way they keep that up next year, right? Because I guarantee you, after Worlds, they're just like, well, we'll just keep going with this format until the new game comes out. Yeah, they never repeat the good things. <laughs> no, and like that's going to make me so sad. Like, VGC 2020 is going to start with, or VGC 2019 is going to, no, no, we are in VGC 2019. VGC 20, yeah. 2020 is going to start with like a season on the 3DS, and then it's going to go to the Switch. <laughs> and well, it'll go to the switch in like December or something. It'll be stupid early too, just like they have been doing yeah. it, because you have to rush through the game so that you can go play competitive at the London International. Actually, it's not London this year. They switched it up because the Europeans were complaining that their international was always too early, and so they swapped it with the South American International, uh, which is really really funny in my opinion. 
Yeah, yeah, they did that, and they always they always kind of capstone it though with the North American International. So, yeah, we'll see what date that is. Who knows? I think Wisconsin's already scheduled. Wisconsin Regional is scheduled for the beginning in June. We could always all just go to Wisconsin, you know, the state of dreams, and go to a regional <laughs> to capstone. Is that there. is that is that the state of dreams? I thought no. it was the state of cheese. It's the state it of Mushana. Mushana <laughs> cheese. Oh, <laughs> we could go to Wisconsin and just get cheese and hang out and play Pokemon. Sounds I think like a plan. Cheese is the dream. I was having a conversation about how cheese is like the pinnacle of of. That's always been a common complaint of PuckleCon, though, is that there's never enough cheese. So we've solved there's that never issue. Never enough cheese. You know how much cheese was at my successful housewarming party? Plenty. I don't know if I believe that, but that's okay. There was an adequate amount of cheese. An okay. adequate there's amount no of cheese. There's no such thing as an adequate amount adequate. of cheese. It's only acceptable to have incredible amounts of cheese. The real question is if you had any fondue. No, there, there's, there's even some leftover cheese. Wow. But that like was not just, a party then. Just, just, no, just enough to serve uh, for the breakfast uh, this morning. Okay. <laughs> it's all gone now. It is all gone. The cheese is gone. All right. Well, enough talk about cheese. There's no cheese Pokemon. There has been a lot of other news uh, that's been going on recently in the Pokemon world. So we're going to switch gears and we're going to kick it on over to the news. And on to the news. So in the news, we have a few things. First of all, if you want to zero in on Zara Aura, you could go to Ah. GameStop until November 9th in the United States or North America, for that matter. And you could go ahead and grab a Zara Aura code to tie in with the latest TCG set, Lost Thunder, and also the upcoming movie, Pokemon the Movie, The Power of Us. Man, is that the American name, Lost Thunder? Of the set, it yeah. Is. For the set, dang, that's pretty cool. What's the Japanese name then? Because it has to be something like incredibly epic. Yeah, I don't recall actually. What was because Lost Thunder thing? is actually like really cool, but like it the original names are always way cooler. And it not was... only uh, it has a good name, it's actually so far a fantastic set. By the way, yeah. uh, some little plug here. Ghost check. We already have our first part episode of the review for Lost Thunder last week was revealed. So go ahead and watch that. Uh, listen to that if you guys haven't. At the TCG okay. Cast. Okay. So it's Lost Thunder in English and it's called Super Burst Impact in, uh, <laughs> in Japanese. Okay. I like it because lately I've been on this kick where I love things that are just like ridiculously comic booky. Like yeah. I just finished season two of Iron Fist on Netflix and it was just like stupid comic book like ridiculousness and I was just eating it up. Um, so I really like that. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Super burst impact. But you can go get your Zara Aura to have it be a worse Tapu Coco. And <laughs> that, that is what it is. It's just a worse Tapu Coco. Uh, a, f- a few things. We're going to talk about some Let's Go stuff er- later today. But uh, there has been some more Let's Go news that's been dropped. First of all, we got a trailer this week for Master Trainers where Master Trainers are going to be NPCs in the game that will uh, give you some sort of challenge, and you'll be able to play them either in a 1v1 match or through some kind of side quest to be able to catch 
or to be able to earn a title as the master trainer of a certain Pokemon. And so that's how you you can actually get certain titles. It's going to be really cool. Um, the ones that they showed in the trailer were Venusaur, Charizard, Blastoise. You could go ahead and just use those. You essentially train. Lapras. Yeah, you train one of the and Metapod. That was the funniest one. Oh, yeah, that was the reveal at the end, which which mimics, I believe, the Metabot versus Metabot batch that Ash had in the anime. It kind of, except in this one, I think the key is to just evolve a Caterpie and do it. And you don't have an issue because you just evolve a Caterpie. You have tackle. The NPC probably yeah. doesn't have tackle and you just win. It's yeah, probably you spend four minutes pressing a, I, I honestly think that some of them very early on are just going to be kind of the introduction to the concept of the master trainer. Like I can imagine like early on in the game before you even actually beat it, you're going to go ahead and go be, you'll have like your Pidgey master and your Weedle master and stuff like that right out the gate. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't be too worried because I, there are supposed to be one for every single Pokemon, I think. Um, not all of these require a battle, though. That should be noted. Some of them are side quests, uh, such as Ditto, because you can imagine a 1v1 Ditto fight isn't going to be too much fun. No. Yeah. And and I'm glad that Bo's here because we all know what we really want in yellow then with based on this master system is to be Jolteon, Master, Jishiro, and both of us. So, yes. it's going to happen. We're, if we set up a shop somewhere, would it be like Saffron City? It would have to yep. be. That's the color of Jolteon. Yeah, I feel like we'd be chilling in Saffron, just like training all the Jolteons. All the Jolteons. Yeah, yeah, all the Jolteons. Teaching them all Thunderbolt. But, and what? but can there only be one Jolteon master? That's the question. Mm. Oh, is that where the Jolteon candy machine is? That's where we grind up all the oh, Jolteons. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> into God. specific, not even Eevee candy, but Jolteon candy. Yeah. Oh God! Okay, like so, only here in Saffron City. But lost. But that the master trainer thing. I think it's pretty cool. It's and Jolt Shiro and Boltsafis. Oh my <laughs> gosh! All right. Uh, and if you play Pokemon Go, you guys should be note noted that Gen Four was finally launched, but not too many of them. Uh, it was the three starters: Bidoof, Starly, Shinx, Pachirisu, Booneary. And I believe I think wait, wait, wait. Um, it's Boonery? I think Re- Car- Carnivine and, and, and Chatter. Oh, Car- Carnivine's there, and I believe also Riolu. Riolu's in it. Yep. Um, there was like twenty five. I think that's that's it. We hit them all. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's 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 the route. It's yeah. You're the starters in route one. They're gonna just start doing. Thanks. Yeah, they're just starting to do a few things here and there. I think it's mostly because, well, honestly, they can't release too many more or they're out of like Sinnoh exclusive Pokemon because yeah, most of Sinnoh, most of Sinnoh is just evolutions or pre-evolutions of other things. Mm-hmm. So they do. Yeah, have to I imagine, that. I imagine that's what'll come out next is the evolutions and pre-evolutions. Yeah. And, and everyone, well, everyone who at least plays, yeah, everyone who plays at least every day already has the candy to evolve all the evolutions. Yeah, that's the problem. Like we're all just going to go like Magmortar right away. I think they're going to release new evolution items, though. Oh, that might yeah, that's be- what I'm saying. I think they'll do that next. The evolution items at the same time when they put like the new eggs in the eggs, probably. Yeah. And then, like, and then later they'll release the new things in the wild. Mm-hmm. I think they're nervous to do it because there's just so many like Overland Pokemon now. Well, I I honestly under I I understand that why they do that. Why they would be nervous because I mean it's going to get really yeah. disgusting when like Gen Seven gets dropped and everything. 
Because imagine is, all of the Pokemon. Though, granted, I think it'll make the game, I don't know, for a newcomer, much more interesting. Because there'll be far more Pokemon. Also, they've been doing oh, a really yeah. good job the past few years of making sure they have like a Johto event and a Kanto event. To make sure if there's something that you're missing, you can pick it up. But until the Kanto event, like I had a friend that had just started playing again. Like uh, he's, he made a new account because he didn't remember his old password. But a couple months ago, and we were playing, and he had like just evolved his first Pidgeotto at the Kanto event, mm. and I was like, "What?" And he was like, "Yeah, man, I just don't ever see Pidgeys." And I was like, "How?" Yeah, no, it's really rough to see Pidgey. Yeah, yeah, and I, it was just like I just remember like for years it was like. Pidgey is the only thing that's anywhere forever. Yeah, anyway, I agree with that. But like, yeah, it does get disgusting trying to evolve stuff with all the Overland Pokemon. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I I think with all of them out, it's going to be very hard to get some certain Pokemon. But I mean, it's whatever. It's not my problem. It's their problem. They they've got a problem with their game. They'll figure it out. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll evolve Pokemon fine. I'm not worried. <laughs> the other thing that I want to point out, because Joe Merrick kind of went off about it this week, was in the in the official screenshots that were released of Let's Go during the Master Trainer battles. Yeah. Um, Joe Merrick went du- and dug into the details real bad, because in a Charizard v. Charizard matchup for one of the screenshots on the website, it has a Charizard at level 75, with Whoa. 322 HP. 75, like, that's a normal level that Pokemon can be at. That's not the whoa part. It's the 322 HP part that's crazy. Because uh, the maximum HP that a Charizard can get at level 75, I think, is 272. Uh-huh. And so it's either, A, an error on the Pokemon company's uh, part, or it's something to do with the candy values that we've seen. Um, I'm, uh, we don't actually know how that works. And I, to be fair, let's go can kind of do whatever it's wants because I don't expect the stats to translate one to one when they trade the Pokemon over into the main series game, because I think that's going to happen. I think we're going to see something more akin to a Pokemon transfer though. than we're going to see into just a deposit into bank. I agree. I agree because there's just no way without abilities, without a few of the things that make Pokemon, what modern Pokemon is. I think there's yeah. just no way you can do the one-to-one translation. And it's pretty much going to be like, well, if I bring my Pokemon over, it's just going to get its stats re-rolled. Boom. Move it over. And yeah, I don't know. I think these candy values are going to be somewhat artificial if this is true. Part of me, like, I'm I'm pretty much 50-50 on this because I think there's a really good chance in the screenshot that somebody just messed up. Because a lot of them for screenshots will kind of just drop the assets in at, in post. And somebody might have messed up the HP bar level 100 instead of level 75 because, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because in the trailer, it actually has um, the proper uh, HP if it were to have no um, EVs and a 31 IV. So it was it's uh, it's it's an interesting situation. We'll see how that plays out, though. I don't I can't see how they would mess that up because. They don't randomly just set up the numbers, is what I mean. It's like if they're going to need a Charizard at level 75, they just put program the computer to say, just put a Charizard at level 75, and the computer would automatically set up everything as it should be. So that's not entirely true, because okay. you're assuming that they're, the screenshot is of an actual finished product. And oh. 
Okay. That that I feel like that's the assumption, and I don't think that they if they release a screenshot, I think there is some level of Photoshop that takes place, uh, to put it crudely, because I I can see them having just like the Charizard models from the game ready but not the actual like hey here's where the hp bar goes hey here's where the pokeballs go hey here's what this button goes right i can i can definitely see it being like okay we need to drop that in in post drop in the hp bar with everything and some intern drops in the wrong thing and the intern it makes the pokemon community implode because we think candy values are a thing so i i to be fair they're typically pretty detailed and they typically wouldn't let something like this slip granted though i could imagine on the flip side that this is their b team that's working on the pokemon go launch and everything to an extent yeah uh, maybe not b team i'll say a minus team and it's not it's not their it's not their top tier guys but they're not bad guys i a point oh and a point one yeah so that's really how i see but we'll we'll see more as it comes out I, other than that, I don't think there's too much other news going on out in the Pokemon world. Unless you... Oh, wait. I forgot. Zekrom and uh, and Reshiram. You can go pick those up from uh, in the United States. Which store do you have to go to because it's stupid? You do it by going to Target. Target. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Target's actually pretty good because you can just take the whole stack and nobody will care. And, yeah. Uh, yep. If you just want to go get like a stack of them, it's great. And you have Reshiram and Zekrom for days. So that <laughs> that is, uh, but that is that is just the news. We're gonna leave it there, but we're gonna kick it on over to Puckles Pokey Quiz, where we are going to quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckles Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. That means no computers, guys. You got to use just what's in your noggins. And of course, these guys are playing together as a team. They're going to be trying to answer five Pokemon trivia questions. One of these questions will have a bonus point attached to it. They will also have a hint they can use as a lifeline for one of the questions if they need help on it. Uh, however, if they get all the questions correct without using the hint, they get an extra point for a possible total of seven. They are competing against the rest of the co-hosts to see who can get to 30 points first. When they get to 30 points, they get a $20 credit to PokemonCenter.com. They can buy a plush, put it towards that coveted Nintendo Switch they haven't purchased yet because they're going to skip Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. And I'm literally just talking about basket. However... <laughs> We are going to go ahead and get started if you guys are ready. Yes. I was born ready. Let's go. Let's do this. All right, then. Our first question comes from Taco Wolf. And he wants to know, in Generation 1, Jolteon has a base speed of 130. However, if you read its Moon Pokedex entry... It says, oh wait, no, this is the wrong one. If you read its Pokedex entry in Generation 1, it says it's the fastest Pokemon that exists. However, this is false. What Pokemon is faster than Jolteon? Electrode. Electrode. That is correct. Electrode has a base speed of 140, completely destroys Jolteon, but that is correct. Our first, (laughs) that is one point for you guys today. Only good stat it has. 
<laughs> oh, get ready. This isn't the end. You're gonna we're testing you. We're running you through your Jolteon paces today. It's a warm up. Oh, okay. I'm I'm Randy. I'm in for this. Alright. So what is the strongest electric type move that Jolteon learns via level up? Thunder. Yeah, thunder. That is also correct. That is two <laughs> points for you guys today. This is nice and short. But we're going to name Thunders. <laughs> thunders. All right. So, I've got something else about its name though. If you guys are ready right. for it. All okay. right. So, Jolteon is known as the lightning Pokémon. However, he's not the only one. Who's the other Pokémon also known as Man. the lightning Pokémon? It's so easy. It's Zapdos. It is. Is that true? I don't believe that. That's I'm not the answer sure. that Claude gave me. We're going to double check. Uh, we're, we're double checking. We're I'm pretty sure it's Zapdos. We're going to we're going to we're going live here guys. We're going to go live. So that is false. That is incorrect. Oh, it is not Zapdos. I'm sorry. Zapdos is known as the electric pokemon, <laughs> not as the lightning pokemon. <laughs> the lightning pokemon is it Raikou? No, it is Electrike. Electrike. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what a little nerd. Get out of here. Get out of here, Claude. You, Claude. Get out of here. So we all know that growing up as kids, our favorite way to experience our Pokemon was to see them in different Pokemon movies and in the TV show. And so this question comes from Dr. Shamu, and he wants to know... Uh, Dr. Shampoo. He wants to know, what three movies did Jolteon show up in? This is a bonus point question, so all you need is two, one for each point. If you do three, you get bragging rights. Actually, I might forgive your lightning Pokemon snafu if you get all three. All right, Dr. Shamu, um, I'm going to give you my address here in a minute. I need you to come here, and we're going to fight in real life. (laughs) This question is freaking bull, man. I don't watch Pokemon movies. There are three Pokemon movies in which Jolteon appears. I don't think I've seen one since. Well, no, I, mean, I saw wait, wait, wait. I saw the are, are one in theaters counting? last year. I haven't seen one since Lucario. I don't think. I, are we counting the mini episodes, the Pikachu no. movies? No, we're counting just no. the movies. Okay, okay so Jolteon is. If my memory serves me right, Jolteon is not in Mewtwo Strikes Back. No, um, but I think it's in the power of one. I think it's in Pokemon Two Thousand at least once because they call on so many Pokemon to like run in, you know. And they're like, themed like the electrics and the, the you know the ice water. Yeah, I I so would far. say Jolteon's probably in that. I don't think it's in the third movie. I don't think it's in the fourth movie. I don't mm-hmm. think it's in Heroes. I think it's in the Lucario movie. For whatever reason, I kind of barely remember Jolteon being in that movie. Do you? I saw I saw the Lucario movie once on Cartoon Network. When it came out, so <laughs> <With commercials. laughs> like, don't quote me on that movie at all. Um, wow, this is harder than I thought. Uh, yeah, uh, you do have the hint. We, you, the hint. We already we already missed the one question, so we're not going to get the full points. Do you want to just yeah. use the hint? Yeah, let's do the use of the hint. All right, let's let's use the hint. Okay, so there are three movies, as we previously said. Uh, the first appearance in any movie wasn't until Generation Three. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, so we're gonna. Oh, so man. you know that one of them is in one of those Gen Three movies. The next appearance was in Generation Four, and then one more wasn't until Generation Six. So I've I've just narrowed down your movie choices for you. Just give. Okay, let's say Deancey for six. 
just as a guess, because I have no idea. And DNC was probably a movie, right? Yes, it was. <laughs> GNC and the Jewel uh, of Life. That sounds right. It could be a Hoopa movie. It could not... be the Hoopa movie, though. Oh, the Hoopa one. Yeah, they did. They but did. I didn't no, watch I, that I one. I saw the first part of the Hoopa movie. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. And then so. the voice acting was so bad that I was like, I'm not sitting through this. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pokemon. You're not worth it. It was horrible. Um, it was bad. <laughs> So for Gen Three, I would guess it wasn't okay. the Jirachi. It could you think Jirachi movie, or, or it could be the or, or the Deoxys movie because they're in that city. Oh, I think I'm pretty sure it is Jolteon in that Deoxys movie. Actually, okay, I re- so, barely remember him and get me barely, barely getting excited. Destiny Deoxys. Uh, what what do we say? D D no uh, Hoopa and the the uh, the. The, hoops the rings of, of destiny, the, or something. the hoops of mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept that if you say that. Say, I, like I'll accept that as the movie name. I'm I'm not verifying it's correct though. <laughs> Gen four. Yes, Gen one of four one more is in Gen four. Okay, what movies? There was what about Arceus? There was Arceus. There was uh, Darkrai. There was. Uh, I don't know. Reggie Gigas? Which one was that? Was that that was Shaman? That was Yeah. That was Shaman. Yes. Man, I really have not seen many of these movies. I watched these movies on Cartoon Network. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had cable in like almost ten years, so (laughs) that's that's what this says. (laughs) Um Do you want to nail it down there? I think Arceus maybe, just because that I feel like it's encompassing. I remember, I remember the Darkrai movie, but I don't remember seeing a Jolty on there. I don't remember the Darkrai movie at all. <laughs> Best ones. If there's a few, a couple of ones that you should remember, Darkrai is probably one that merits the time, the space in your brain. That's where, it, and that's when I was like super hype on Pokemon too. Like, yeah, I've about everything that I could take in. Man, yeah, I got I, okay. Whatever one you want to say for Gen Four. Oh, uh, let's we'll go see. for Arceus because I, I don't remember it being in Darkrai. Could be wrong, but I don't remember it. So your answers you are Arceus and the Plates of Destiny, Hoopa and the uh, Hoops <laughs> the Hoops of History, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what do we say? Destiny Deoxys. <laughs> Final Deoxys. One of those is correct, so you did get oh, one point. Uh, Destiny Deoxys is correct. While Jolteon <laughs> appears on that. Yeah. Uh, in the in Gen 4, it appeared in Giratina and the Sky Warrior, uh, which wow. is the Shaman movie. It was some trainer's Pokemon that was just hanging out with like other other Jolteon. It's fine. Uh, and then in Generation 6, it was Volcanion and the Mechanical oh, Marvel. I forgot that movie even existed. And I forgot Volcanion even existed. <laughs> And the ghost, it, man, what, what are they? What about Meltan, mm-hmm. though? But we'll get into that later. They definitely don't have the meaning that they used to have. And so that, but that is that is one. You guys have three points for today, so we're gonna go into our base stat question, which is gonna be slightly different today because Jolteon wins nothing. And so, oh. but we still need to make it this about Jolteon and Bo's heart every time. All right, <laughs> so Jolteon's highest base stat, as we all talked about earlier, is its speed. However, its second highest base stat is Special Attack. Which uh, other evolution shares the same base Special Attack stat? I think is it's Espeon. Oh, no. Sp- no same Espe- Special Espe- Attack. Espe- Espe- yeah, no, Espeon gets the big Special Attack. Yeah. Right. Um, he gets- the special attack. I think it's Vaporeon. I think it's... 
The highest stat is the HP, and then the second highest stat is special attack with 210. It's the base, uh, I I believe, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Man, you're saying numbers. I believe you. Uh, but uh, let's go through the other ones. It's definitely not Umbrian. It's definitely not Flareon. Flareon, it's it's secondary good stat landed in its is special it? defense. Yeah, right. Uh, and it's a, it's physical attack. It's its main big one. Uh, it's definitely it could be no Glaceon. Not Leafion. I don't think it's Glaceon. Glaceon does have a high special attack. I just don't know if it's its highest, and I'm sure it might be because what else would Glaceon have going for it? Well, I thought I might have attack because aren't. Oh, so I was mistaken. There are two. There are two, and it's Glaceon, probably. Yeah, it's Glaceon. I will give you guys an extra point if you get the second one. Okay. okay. Fair um, enough. Uh, Sylveon is pretty defensive. I think its highest stats are both in its specials and its defenses. I'm not sure, though. I would, I would think so, but I would also count Sylveon as being like Jolteon-esque highness and special, special attack. attack. Yeah. 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 Would you think it's Sylveon and Vaporeon? Mm, I I would go with, yeah I'd go with Sylveon and Vaporeon. Okay, it's the the wild card here. It's both Leafeon and Glaceon, which I don't really remember. And I might be mistaking. Yeah, I don't think it's Leafeon. Glaceon's what's up in the air with me for Vaporeon. Yeah. Glaceon, I just feel just that just special attack the... will be its major big one. I needed the answer. I want to go back to Vaporeon for okay, whatever reason. Let's do it. Vapor, Vaporeon and Sylveon. Final answer. That is. Correct on both accounts. You guys oh, yes, saved yes, yourselves yes, a nice, point. Nice, nice. Because Good I'm call. being Good I'm call. being a gracious god today. <laughs> and Good so one. I decided that you guys can get that extra bonus point there. The answer is Vaporeon and also Sylveon, both with base special uh base special attacks of one ten. So good for you guys. It's one ten, nice. yes, yeah. And so that is fantastic for you guys. You guys are cruising right along. We gonna, we're going to give you guys five points today. Doing pretty <laughs> solid. But a ding You guys got five points. Uh, so there's five for you, Bobo. And there, here's an additional five for you, Jushiro. And so let me go ahead and rank the points so we can change that leaderboard because you guys shook it up today. And so right now in first place, you still have Basket on top with 19 points. Followed closely by Sublime with 13 in second place. In third place, we have Gator with 12. In fourth place, we have Whimsicott with 11. In fifth place, we have Jushira with 8. Tied for sixth, we have Shamu and Scrawn with 6 points. Tied in eighth place, we have Viger and Bo with 5 points. Then we've got Maximus in 10th with 4. Sigma in 11th with 3. And Snag bringing up the rear with 1. There you guys go. There's your Puckles Pokey Quiz. We'll be back at you next week with another exciting episode. But until then, we're going to take a short break and be right back at you with the topic. Ciao! I'm the fluffiest Whimsicott, and I want to tell you how you can enjoy Puckle even more and make it better at the same time. First, join our Discord server. You can hang out with us and a ton of cool people, take part in our tournaments, and get all our news right out of the gate. You can also interact and keep up with us on Twitter, on Facebook, and on our subreddit. If you love live content, we're on Twitch at least twice a week with all sorts of streams, from viewer battles to shiny hunting to PTCGO. If you want to drop a little bit of your extra cash on us in exchange for cool stuff, we have both a Patreon and a Public store, so be sure to check this out. And finally, there's so much great Puckle content that we're now on two feeds. Make sure you are subscribed to both Puckle and Puckle Plus, so you don't miss out on any of our sideshows. And drop us a review while you're at it, we really appreciate your feedback. Thank you!
And welcome to the topic. Our topic is going to be today, why Pokemon fans are upset over Junichi Masuda and the words he said, mostly at Eurogamer. So for those of you who are unaware, whenever a new game comes out, Pokemon Company goes around, does its round of interviews to talk up the game, so people want to buy it. And Junichi Masuda has been going around uh, to Eurogamer, to The Verge, to GameSpot, he's been dropping interviews. Obviously, he does not speak English as a first language, so there are translations. And the big thing that happened was Eurogamer tweeted out the link to their interview with Junichi Masuda with the quote that said, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, so uh, let me see. Let me see. I'm just going to pull it out and make it sound as ridiculous as I can. Um, but we also... Uh, where? Why aren't there like... Why can't you get Igly Buff and Meg Mordar and... He goes, uh, the fir- there are th- we don't want you hatching Pokemon eggs. People have po- hatched a lot of Pokemon eggs, and that's not what we want, essentially. That, that I couldn't find the exact quote. I lost it. And that's what he pulled out. That's, people took that away as, he hates the competitive community. <laughs> and, of course they did. And I mean, I mean, it's kind of a nod to the competitive community, in a sense, because he does pull it out and goes... Yeah, like I know they hatch a lot of eggs and there's no eggs in this game because in the context of the quote, it's uh, he's he's being asked why you can't get Igglybuff or Magmortar, the Pokemon that evolve or are related to evolutionary lines that are Pokemon from the original 151. And he said, well, there's no breeding there. And so you wouldn't be able to get things like Magvi, Magmortar, Elekid, stuff like that. And so so kind of at the basis that these don't exist. Um, we didn't, it didn't make any sense to include that in the game. We wanted to spend more time and put effort into the Kanto Pokemon, the original 151, because I'm going to put in my own, my, this is Thatch speaking now, because those are a lot of models to make. And we had to make this very (laughs) quickly. Also, because this is definitely coming from the success of Pokemon Go, which yeah. became a success because it called on to the old school Gen 1ers that never played anything past red and blue and yellow, and they want to be able to hit that target once again. I think that point's kind of moot, because this game is definitely pushing towards a Pokemon Go audience, obviously with the catching mechanic in Pokemon mm-hmm. Let's Go. And I think that's kind of moot at this point, because those Pokemon Go players... That they're trying to obviously pull in because they go, oh, you can connect your phone with Pokemon Go. Um, and you can connect the Switch to it and transfer Pokemon from one to the other. Um, and I think that point's kind of moot because right now we have Gen 4 in Pokemon Go. And those players are actually familiar with these Pokemon. Granted, they don't know that they already existed because yeah. they think Niantic is coming up with Darkrai. But it's... Uh, it, they're definitely familiar, and I, I do like how Pokemon Go is definitely taking older Pokemon fans and expanding the their knowledge of what Pokemon exist. I got so in my workplace, I got friends that never played a Pokemon game in their life, and they're getting to know the new Pokemon just through Pokemon Go, and it's pretty fantastic, honestly, and I love it. It's a gateway drug. It, it is. It is a gate. It's a gateway drug into hopefully this Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee gateway drug. Yeah. To hit back on the the gen one thing i think that they realize that most of those characters are just so recognizable at this point that they can really draw people in with just those characters and so like yeah i mean they did with the pokemon go audience they did with you know their their uh their last movie and they're about to do it again with this new movie um you know it's on lots of medias and it's an easy point to hit you know because yeah i mean like 
Gen four, five, uh, you know, six was pretty strong. Seven, those Pokemon aren't as recognizable. No, I, I agree. And I think it kind of ties into the Pokemon Go thing again, because if you look at if you try to add every Pokemon in that's come from an evolutionary line it, introduced in Gen 1, the problem is you hit up to Gen 6 in terms of Pokemon and Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go doesn't encompass all the way to Gen 6 quite yet and probably won't for a few more years. Mm. Yeah, That's something that needs to be recognized to an extent like, oh, hey, Gen 4 just came on Pokemon Go and we can allow you to transfer two Pokemon uh, to Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee from Pokemon Go. And when did Gen 3 come out this spring? Gen 3 came out last... Well, it, it, La- they leaked it in. It started around Halloween last year, actually. They're doing it about once a year now. Right, yeah. So Gen 5 would probably... Which is that. what they should be doing, because... I think I think so. You, you need I, to like I think so, that. too, because... Um, it's only been two years and a little bit more, and we already have three gener- four generations. So they, they've, they've been pretty quick adding them. Well, even just on a seasonal standpoint... If you add it in the fall as it starts to get cold and people stop going outside mm-hmm. in general, you know, it's That's just another point. way to get people to keep playing your game. It's like, hey, we're adding in new characters now. Go out and keep playing the game. Go out and get the Pokemon. Because I I was playing pretty much every day this summer because, well, now I live in the city and I live next to Pokestops and I can actually play just by walking, which is nice. Um, but uh, and Such I a concept. Right. Yeah, I don't live in a in a town full of cows. <laughs> but um but yeah, and I have people to play with that want to play with me and yeah, I can walk to a raid and and a lot of times in the park if it's like a Saturday or a like a day like today community day, um I could just like walk anywhere and there would be enough people to take down a, a legendary raid three times over yeah. sometimes. It's just awesome. Um back to this these, these interviews. So in these interviews, he does say some other things that are kind of, I mean, frightening. I, uh, frightening from the outside looking in, I should say, uh, because he does go ahead and he does say at one point with The Verge that he hopes that Let's Go becomes... The biggest thing I feel Let's Go is really hoping that it will serve as sort of a base or starting point for the next 20 years of Pokemon. Womp now, Womp, womp, womp. Uh, and everybody gets... I mean, you can freak out about that pretty easily. Um, it makes yeah. me a little uncomfortable because I don't exactly know the entire context. I can speculate the context, and my speculation of the context says it'll be okay. Yeah, but it's same with me. Yeah, but if but if you're just looking at that and taking that at base value, you don't really know what he means. And he says, "I want that to serve as a base point." And does that mean, oh, I want the foundation of Pokemon to be let's go, which is really scary in terms of, hey, we removed a lot of these stats, we removed a lot of these features, and then. You don't have what, I guess, what a lot of us core and long-time fans would say, this is what Pokemon is. Yeah. So I think I think what we're getting at is, do you think that the the core Pokemon, EVs, IVs, uh, the battle system, the, the VGC, Pokemon VGC, do you think that is ending? No. I think that's I think that's the fear that people have like point blank. Yeah. That that is what people really do fear. They're they're fearing that they're removing the ability for Pokémon to be a competitive game, and I don't think that's a thing. It is calculated, it is competitive, it is difficult and it's high stakes. Like right now, that's what it is. And like every click matters. Every, you know, every stat point that you have where you have it, it 
and how you get it and and how you got it there and what move you have and and what pokemon you put in against what mm-hmm. you know every every detail right now matters um with this let's go um you know the battles it, the stats are a lot less involved it's a lot less uh it, it's just a lot less finesse a lot less technique yeah. um and that's what people I think are afraid of is that people, it's not going it, that that what we have now is going to be erased and it's going to become this 10 year old version. And people have been have. have been feeding this fear ever since Pokemon Go yes. was, was released. I mean, it's yeah, just it's feeding fear. the same fear of, oh, Pokemon is now, you, you know, they're not paying attention to the real quotes real Pokemon fan and they're going to the casuals and this is their way of abandoning us and going through a new crowd when in reality Pokemon is trying to incorporate as many people as they want that is what led to the creation of Let's Go not because they want to kick us the quotes and quote real Pokemon fans but because they want to add more people to the franchise because the problem that Pokemon has and it's a very specific to them is that their brand their franchise is very popular the pl- the plushies and stickers mm-hmm. and coloring books are sell- are sold to people who don't play the games at all because right. pokemon yes. itself is a franchise that because sells because of the character mm-hmm. because of the brand they need to get those people who just buy plushies who just buy coloring books who just buy shirts of pokemon but actually don't play they want to bring those people back into the video game so they can get them and hook them as they used it in 1998 and, and and right and give them something that they will enjoy and that they will really love and mm-hmm. and you know that they can and that they can feel validated in to talk about to other people that also play the game my biggest concern is that it's not going to actually accomplish that point like yeah. i don't think i don't think let's go will do that i think let's go is i think, I think you will i think you will see some people move from pokemon go to let's go and they'll play it I I don't think that's really what's going to happen. I don't think that's entirely the crowd, though. I, I, I no, I, think, I agree with you. I think I think this is much better for young kids. I think mm-hmm. it's better for yeah the younger crowd, and but then also the the casual gamer crowd. There are the casual console owners that want to play games like Pokemon, and then want to play with other people too. Yeah, and we already had those games. That's Pokemon Sun and Moon, man. Like it, those games were watered down. Well, they weren't watered down. They were. They were very handholdy. They were handholdy, and that's how you do that with those games. Now you have a home console game that you can play with the, you know, the, the a, a, Chris, a Christmas, a, a family Christmas present game that you yeah. can play Pokemon on. Yeah, to the defense, and, 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 and play with the family because it's co-op even. So yeah. we've never had that before. You know, Pokemon Stadium, you got that, but you could not, you couldn't play through a story. You know, you couldn't play through a game and accomplish things. Now we have Christmas console, or sorry, holiday console. Uh... To the defense of Sun and Moon, though, because they simplified a lot of their mechanics is one of the reasons that I finally was able to, you know, train a team up and participate in Puckle events is because they have simplified it enough for me to not feel so intimidated because it was really a lot of hard work before in order to you have a, a, a very competitive team built and require you to be a yeah. real <laughs> hardcore gamer to do that. Now, not so and- much. In Gen 6, it was just as hard as it is in Gen 7. It's not that much more difficult to get into the competitive scene. Gen, Gen 7 is a bit more a bit more streamlined. Coming from myself being a person that did not play at all in Gen 5 because I couldn't 
there was no way that I could handle it. And then being at the peak of... If, you, if you're talking about the main story, I agree with you that Pokemon is very handholdy. And then, I mean, the whole point of Gen 6 was when they reintroduce Experience All as Experience Share was that they go, oh, hey, we want to make sure that somebody who can just play this game without any troubles whatsoever. And they did that. They succeeded. And I think it was done very well. I don't think they did a very good job transferring that over to the remake in Auras because they kind of left all the trainers in there and all the experience that would help you keep leveled before experience all happened. And now you have experience all. And so you have these super over level teams. It becomes really easy, but you can play through it, get through the story if you really want to with your friends. Gen 7, I think, just did more of the same. I don't think Gen 7 was too innovative outside of, hey, let's get rid of gym leaders and do trial captains. And in yeah. terms and of get rid of the play, HMs. Yeah, and get rid of the HMs. I don't think they were I I don't think they were too innovative otherwise. I think they were just more of Gen 6 in terms of story, in terms of streamlining. I don't think they were just like, hey, let's streamline this even further by making competitive Pokemon easier to do by this or by this. I don't think breeding has really changed that much since Gen 6. And I mean, minus, I think, maybe the Pokeball. I think the Pokeball transfer down makes things it's much easier now. I, I think a very simple, a very simple addition they did in Gen Seven. I didn't real. I don't if it if Gen Seven, uh, Gen, Gen Six had it. I did not notice. But in Gen Seven, the amount of BP points you get, the battle points, mm. it's a lot quicker and the amounts are a lot larger in Gen Seven. I'll agree with that because Mantine surfaces simple yes. change makes They're it accessible. a lot mm-hmm. accessible for people like me who don't have the patience to, to go through yeah. a, t- a 20 person match just to earn 3 points 3 BP. Right, because if I play I'm going to play that, for 25, yeah, 35 minutes not yeah. hours to play through and grind That simple through. change right there is something that really opened the gates for me. <laughs> I, uh, I will agree with you there. I will agree with the battle points and the ease of getting in these in the in Gen Seven. I will agree with that. Uh, I'll say this for Alola, um, because because of what it was, I, it would not work as the first generation on a new console as being like Gen Eight. I oh think, no! I think it was. I think it was kind of like a. Uh, I I don't want to invalidate it at all, but it was kind of like a vacation game. It was very pandered to you. Like you're, I mean, you just got here. Everything is brand new and everything's flashy and everything's very visity. Come see the sights, you know. It was definitely like uh, it was an attraction um, location, and it was kind of like uh, like it was. It didn't innovate a lot, but it it had a lot of fun things and it had a lot of new things, ultra beasts and and story stuff going on. But now I think Gen 8, we're going to get more of like um, <clears throat> the Gen 6 treatment, if you will, that next upgrade of Pokemon. Oh, like, I agree. You know, I agree. From how Gen 4 was that, like, it's a very, like, you know, you go Gens 1 through 3, like Gen 3 kind of is a little upgrade to, to Gen 1 and 2 over the um, over the Game Boy Color, but Gen 4 is like the real upgrade. Like they have your little 3D models and uh, 3D pixel models. I mean, like things don't look just like so blocky. And um, and we have, you know, Internet access for the first time. And that changes Pokemon two screens for the first time. And then we get uh, X and Y and we get the PSS and it's just like that upgrade for Pokemon. And now I think Gen 8 on the Switch uh, 2019 is going to be our next, you know, upgrade. Oh yeah, I'm not too worried about that. As opposed to Lola, 
but yeah, uh, let's go. It's not. I think let's go. And I think much more people will agree with me that let's go is definitely a gateway. I mean, you're trying to get, like we said, you're trying to get the go players. You're probably going to get a lot more kids that can get into it and you go, Oh, Hey, I played Pokemon once. Now I can play. I I've played a Pokemon main series game before this new Pokemon main series game is coming out and it's kind of a stepping stone because you go from simplified mechanics to slightly harder mechanics because looking at what's in let's go compared to what's in, um, what's in, what are we calling it? It's a uh, gen eight or even in the regular game. Like Alola. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we the, looking at the stats, they didn't take out too much. They took out abilities. They, I, they might've changed EVs. We're not sure about that, Yeah. but IVs are in there. That's confirmed. And we know that IVs and EVs are in there in some extent, and maybe these candy values. I, I'm not looking too much into those candy values. Mm-hmm, yeah, not, at least not until the game is released so we can get a big, the yeah. complete picture behind them. Maybe in a couple of weeks when the review copies are out, they'll be able to explain. But I don't think we're going to find out probably until November 16th. That's only th- like three weeks away now, by the way. Yeah, That's coming up so- pretty soon. Oh, yeah. I still don't have a Switch. I have the game pre-ordered, and I don't have a Switch. <laughs> oh, I, got the Switch. I got two Switches, and I pre-ordered two of the games. They, the, both of them with the Pokeball. You should have gotten, yeah. uh, gotten the Pikachu Eevee Switch. I'll tell you about my last two months if you want to hear about no, it. No, I don't. It's pretty. I don't. <laughs> yeah, let's not. <laughs> All I, right. But yeah, no, I think I think Let's Go is not as scary. I do think these interviews with Junichi Masuda can be um, scary. If if I had more context, I wouldn't have any issue of fear. I'd say I'd say right now I feel eighty percent safe, twenty percent unsafe with his interviews and the direction they want to take Pokemon. I know the fan base really? got outraged. That's 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 a high percent of unsafe for you that I would think only because. And I will say this right now. The only because I know the Pokemon company has this odd feeling of the difficulty of the Pokemon franchise. If you look back at Gen 6 with Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, they brought up a huge issue with bringing back the Battlefront tier. They thought that would be too difficult. People don't want that. When obviously I think the the main hardcore fan base wanted that. I think what that really was was more of... Because if you look at the Battle Frontier, it's not really anything different than uh, online competitions that they do now. So you're you're actually wrong. Uh, and let and me explain okay. to you. You can do rentals, and I know I know that there's stuff and there's things that you can earn, but I don't think that the amount of time, you know, it, finesse that it would take to put into it, as to the amount of people that would put time into playing it, they thought was worth it. So let's look at Let's Go right now. We have master trainers, 151 of them, that are going to be very tedious, very difficult to get all of the titles for if you want to. This is an optional thing to do, much like the Battle Frontier. Yeah, but how hard is that to put in? Like, that that seems a lot easier to put in than a whole Battle Frontier. You just plug them in. You could have just plugged in the Battle Frontier from what you had back in back in Gen 3. It would have been fine. It would have... It wouldn't have been that much more work. They were just worried about spending time on something that people would play, um, that they think people wouldn't have played. I think people still would have played it. I mean, you have you had several facilities with several special rules that you do not get in online competitions. You the rentals are one thing, but you if you ever played well, we the just, Battle Pike, we just that's something about different. That they don't listen to the fan base to incorporate certain things. So, but no, no, no. This is why I'm worried, though. Yeah, because this is one point which they would. 
this is one point in which I think they should. And this is that's the one thing. That's why I have the 20% worry. Because they took something like that, something that definitely the fan base would have enjoyed. And we're just like, well, we think this is too difficult. And we're scared that new players are going to get scared off from our franchise because we put hard things in them. That was because of in an era where they still hadn't been working on Let's Go, right? So they were trying to mix the new younger regenerations that they really need because they can't live off only us old original fans from 98. They have to incorporate things that will apply. They found the sweet spot now. They have Let's Go where they can pour all those. We're afraid of difficulty. We're afraid of things that might uh, uh, angry some of the younger fans or, or just push them away. We have Let's Go where we can just be as kitty friendly as we want. And we're going to have our what is supposed to be the main. Well, both of them are mainstream uh, or core titles. But now we have the hardcore for the original fans, the ones that they can have all the IVs, all the EVs, all the complications that they want. And they enjoy from a normal Pokemon game. At least that's what I think that they're headed towards. I'll end and say I I want that. I think what you said is what I hope and I yeah, think that they're going to go into. That's my 80%. That's my 80%. That I believe that is the direction they want and should go. The 20% because they have a history of just not acknowledging things in the fan base. And not to look at the obvious. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that is something... That just worries me. I mean, that's where I'll end it. I mean, I do have some worry here is just because they don't have the best history and these interviews don't do anything to help calm that worry. Yeah. And it's that is just the that's all I can really say there. Um, I I do think it's going to be fine. I think we're going to I think everything's going to be fine in 2019. There's not going to be a huge issue. I know people are really excited for these games, and rightfully so. They can't be. It's a Pokemon game. It's a Pokemon game that 20 years ago, a lot of us are in a position where we now have kids, and now you can play it with your kids and show them what you played, and it's in even better resolution than it was on your Game Boy screen that was like, I swear, 256 pixels by 256 pixels, and... Like it is definitely something like that, but I would just I'll just end it and say, I mean, these make me feel uneasy to an extent just because of their history of not understanding uh, the fan base itself or at least the refusal to understand the fan base. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got to understand and with that. I think that's a good place for us to end and we'll head on over to Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you guys on the flip flop. <laughs> episode and welcome to the pokemon of the episode the pokemon of the episode this week is national dex number 552 drapion the ogre scorpion pokemon it's diamond pokedex entry says it has the power in its clawed arms to make scrap out of a car the tips of its claws release poison i feel like drapion is the one pokemon from gen 4 i constantly forget about but it's actually good yeah um, I'm, I want to, I want to put in quotes, good, <laughs> like, like it's a good designed Pokemon and it's supposed to be like a BA, like, uh, you know, like Garchomp kind of in the gen, like he looks awesome. And like in the anime, I bet they like fight and stuff, but in reality, I don't think he's that good. So you're false. So Drapion's good. He's, he's in RU right now, but that's probably more for a usage scenario than anything else because he's got base 70 HP and that's pretty much his lowest stat, but except for special attack, but nobody cares. 
Um, he's got a base attack of 90, which isn't too shabby. A base defense of 110, which is actually pretty good. Yeah. A base special defense of 75, which is pretty average. And then a base speed of 95. So he's going fast, man. He's going pretty fast. Base 95 speed in RU is like blindingly fast. And he's, he, I mean, he's got a decent move pool. His move pool isn't like great, but by no moves, by no means do I think it's awful. He gets a he gets earthquake first of all in his move pool, so that's already really cool coming out of a dark poison type, and that's actually a really good typing too. Poison dark. I'm thinking about your weaknesses because you get immunity to psychic, you're still weak to ground, but then you get uh, resistance to fighting on dark. You get uh, resistance yeah, to fairy on dark. You yep. get uh, the only thing that it's weak to is ground. That is, is the only ground? that is the hey. only weakness. Hey. Of poison dark, which is amazing. It gets damaged normally by a lot of things, but it resists poison, ghost, grass, and dark. So I mean, it, it's a good set. Like it's a good typing. And that's why Alolan Muck it is doing so well compared to um compared to what's it called uh, regular Muck. I mean, it just blows it out of the water. And Drapion's in that same boat. He gets a good move set, like I was saying. I mean, he gets things like knock off poison jab for stab, which honestly, those are probably all you ever need. But he also gets things like earthquake. He also gets the surprise aqua tail, hmm. which I think is really cool. Water EMZ. Water EMZ. That's actually a standard set on Smoke Gun is to run Water EMZ with uh, aqua tail and swords dance <laughs> and knock off and poison jab. And because you just run him fast, and if you can get him set up, in a scenario where he's the fastest Pokemon, which isn't too difficult in the in something like RU, he can do a lot of damage. Not to mention, he does get some Bug-type coverage on top of that because of his typing, but if you're already using Dark-type moves, Bug-type doesn't really give you much more coverage than you already have. He gets uh, he does get Bug-bite. He gets Bulldoze on top of everything, which is crazy. He gets Felstinger, which is really interesting. Huh. Uh, Felstinger is not a move that a lot of Pokemon get, um, for those of I mean, you, it who, seems very Drapion. Uh, it, it's just like a few uh, gr- bug type Pokemon that get it. Um, for those of you who are unaware, uh, Fell Stinger raises the user's attack by three stages if it knocks out the po- mo- knocks out the opponent. Yeah, uh, which is crazy. What's base power on Fell Stinger? Fifty base power, so it's not great. It's but a tackle. It, it's a little bit better than a tackle, but you could get some good stab from it if it's on a bug type. But Drapion, Didn't unfortunately, get raised to fifty in Gen Seven. Did what? Tackle? I thought Tackle I don't got raised to fifty. I thought. Uh, good question. I think it got raised in Gen Six. Gen Six, I mean, I, I, uh, I think. I think. Yeah, I. That's fair. And then, uh, but he gets uh, he gets a few things. I mean, he's not too bad. He he does get like some uh, tech moves, like in Snarl. He gets Whirlwind as well. Mm. And you can also throw some T-spikes on him. But I think you want to run him offensively. Uh, offensive Drapion is scary Drapion. I think he also gets access to Sucker Punch. Let me double check that real quick before I, I say anything. But um, it looks like he does not get Sucker Punch, actually. I lied. Really? That surprises I, me. Yeah, I would. that surprises yeah. me as well. I was just about to just confirm with you out of hand because I trusted your, yeah. what you said. I'm like, no, wait, yeah. okay. If he gets Sucker Punch, that'd be really good, but he doesn't. Um, he he doesn't get too many good abilities, which is probably his downfall. Um, he doesn't get... Uh, like, he has Battle Armor, Keen Eye, and Sniper. None of those are great. Battle Armor just prevents uh, crits from happening on you. Keen Eye 
I think boost accuracy, but most of his moves are 100% accuracy anyway. But Sniper is probably the one you want to use if you're going to go with any of those three. Because if he does end up getting a crit, it multiplies the damage by an additional 1.5. So that's yeah. kind of the way to go with it. Just just do that. Get some extra damage out on your crits. Yeah. So, so Drapion's name may be a combination of dragon or drastic, referring to its violent nature, or Dracula, referring to its huge vampire-looking teeth, and Scorpion. So I think, overall, it's Drapion. Yeah, Drapion? Drapion. Drapion. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I keep forgetting. I always Dracula. like scroll through these Drastic. every week whenever we do the Pokemon the episode, and I keep forgetting Like Pokemon Conquest had its own great, fantastic artwork. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I just saw the Drapion's is actually really cool. But Drapion. Drapion, Drapion. <laughs> it's tomato, tomato. Drapion. Uh, Drapiato. Yeah. And Drapiato. So he also is one of the few Pokemon with a good shiny. Um, it is actually distinctly different, and it's that yeah. it's like red instead of purple. Yeah. So like good for shiny. you. Good for you, buddy. Uh, TCG wise, Jushiro tells me there's nothing. Uh, Drapion had the TCG has not been kind to Drapion uh, or Drapion. Um, the real only standard card we have is one that came in Ultra Prisms. It's a stage two. It's not a GX. And it only has one attack. And that's Dangerous Stinger, which for four Psychic deals 100 damage. But in its defense, it does automatically paralyze and poison the opponent. But whether you would play this only depends whether or not you can get four Psychic Energies on top of it really, really fast. Maybe combining it with... um. Uh, Luna, uh, Lunala GX, which allows you to switch around psychic energies in your bench. Maybe that will help you power up Drapion, but it's still a stage two, so you need to get there for stage one. Sorry, you need to get there. Um, so I don't know. This card has never yeah. seen play. If uh, <laughs> yeah, probably not Drapion, I'm really surprised it hasn't seen like an EX or a GX ever. Like it, it this Pokemon deserves a GX. It really does. I want to see Drapion GX next set. Let's go. Well, not next set in the US, but next set in Japan. Drapion GX. It's happening. I'm calling it. We're going to well, knock it out of I the mean, park. They're going to couple, you know, probably couple Gen 8 with Gen 4. So we'll probably get some Drapion love back here pretty soon. I hope like, so. Not gonna, like, not going to lie. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's in line to get some love. Yeah. As far as things have gone. Yeah, I... It's, I'm really excited to see Drapion get some love. I think that's just undervalued. Like you have a couple, you have a lot of cool designs in Gen Four. I think Drapion's the forgotten one out of the bunch because you have things like Toxicroak, which is really cool, yeah. and you have Garchomp. Obviously, you've got a lot of really cool Pokemon there, and Lucario. Right. And yeah, I think I think that this is just it gets caught up in all the cool and gets forgotten. Yeah, Weavile. Yeah. Well, we had Gen 5 and then Gen 6 and then Gen 3 and Gen 7 and also Gen 1. And now we're getting Gen 2 again here a little bit more. So now, we, yeah, we're back, back down <laughs> to get some Gen 4. Like, it's it's next in line to get some love. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm ready for it. Yeah, so sweet. Like, yeah, I want some hip on merch. <laughs> 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 All right. So, I mean, I don't think there's anything else to say about Drapion other than it's, it's kind of almost cool. And almost, not there. Almost. Yeah, 
So that's where we'll end this poke of the episode, and we'll be right back at you guys. We're going to switch it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, we'll give out the Green Taurus badge if you start conversation or something like that. I don't know. And so for those of you who are new to the show, this is a segment where we read listener emails, where if you send in an email, we'll have a discussion about it if you ask us questions and things like that. So we typically have a prompt to see what you guys want to write about. Last time we asked you what kind of Gen 8 Pokemon would you like to see? So let's jump right on into these emails. The first one is going to be from Cowboy Yeehaw. Hey, Buckle friends, Cowboy here for another submission to the mail ga- mailbag. First, I just want to note that to your Pokémon tournament most represent. Uh, wait, note that to your Pokémon tournament most represent types. Steel is another runner-up. Not just fire, ghost, and fighting. Can you name them? Yes, they are four as well. How could you forget the awesome sword dancing Scizor? The four. Are Scizor, Iggy Slash, Lucario, and the Emperor himself, Empoleon. Steel, ah, steel. Yeah, nice. steel, my favorite type. How could you miss them? Scizor, uh, being one of my top six favorite Pokemon. That's such a weird amount. It's like top six. Uh, I like top Pokemon. six because there's so many Pokemon you can carry. Yeah, I like no, that too. Oh, oh, there you go. Serve me right. Uh, um, Pokemon that I love in UU Battlecast. Now, as for the new Pokemon designs I have told you guys before about the uh, zombie-like Frankenstein monster Pokemon with the ability to uh, mm-hmm. with the ability mummy and normal ghost type. Now, I know that that's a rough typing, so the stats must be in the 450 overall range. And also, my steel poison Pokemon in some for uh, four off mercury i'm not getting that one sorry yeah. and the burning bush pokemon but other thoughts that i had would be cool if if a bean if we had a bean pokemon only because a lot of people love coffee <laughs> okay oh uh, or maybe a peapot pokemon i think well it's fun it sounds interesting I can't picture uh, it opening up when a little face is in it. Maybe too much like Execute, but oh well. But finally, why not a Chimera Cerberus Pokemon? I think we do have a Chimera. We do have, we do have a yeah. Chimera. It's called Type Null and Cervalo. Type Null, yeah. Yeah. Type null uh, or Cerberus. We don't have a Cerberus per se, I believe. Um, how awesome would that be? Maybe a Roman or Greek region for the legendary snake tail and three lion heads spewing fire would be awesome but maybe that's too much like pyroar or like type null um what would uh what about a new type i saw a relic type that i thought was cool it seems the types are pretty even uh in but i don't know maybe we could get more regional forms like a water war uh, garchomp uh that's not a sharpedo totally mm. just spitballing but i thought of a smoked stack Pokemon. I can see a fighting looking like I can see it fighting looking like Pokemon with growth in the back that formed into metal smoked sacks stacks. 
it'll maybe be another <laughs> sorry this is difficult oh no it, it makes takes- me it, this all like <laughs> the last few ones he's mentioned really like okay so this makes me feel like yokai watch like no yeah. joke this is like really yokai watch feeling mm-hmm. things and that like then if he tells me like wouldn't it be cool if there was a corn pokemon that's where i lose it like i'm <laughs> no i i i like the smokestack idea i mean it's very like industrial almost um like a fire steel type that's, you know, based on, uh, you know, industrial smog or, you know, coal plants. I could totally see it happening. <laughs> a global warming Pokemon. Anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it may be uh, another fire steel that shoots projectiles out of its smokestacks like cannons. What about a bison Pokemon? We already have a bison Like Buffalot or Tauros? <laughs> Tauros, yeah. No, I know no. Tauros, a Tauros a is buffalo. a steer Pokemon and Buffalon is a buffalo. Bison are different. They're like large. Um, they're, they're, they're like buffalo. They're, they're way different. They're... <laughs> All right, Thatch, okay. I'm going to give you my address and we're going to have to come fight IRL. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a bull, a cow, come and a Come with Shamu. <laughs> or, or a moose Pokemon. And another elephant Pokemon that's large, unlike Donphan, which is always weird. Why do we have the elephant Pokemon that we have? It's not that big. Um, I'd like a dolphin. Yeah. Oh, move with the elephant. There we go. (laughs) I'd like a dolphin one. Yeah, that that one, we haven't had a dolphin Pokemon ever. That's kind of weird. I feel like... I I say this every time we come up with Pokemon. Like, all last (laughs) episode, I was talking about this dolphin. Firewater Llama. (laughs) Yeah. What we uh we have Kyogre, which is like an orca, which is like dolphin-like species. Um, I could keep going, but I don't want to make a long email too late. Maybe another yeah. time. <laughs> That's Jishiro all. With the shame. <laughs> Thanks for all that you guys do. The trivia you guys do is my favorite, and keep my Pokemon for Pokemon going. Hope I started a good conversation. P.S. I have the batch already. Cowboy. What's up, cowboy? What a nice child telling what do you guys us think about that. A peapod peacock. A peapod oh. peacock. Ooh, I don't like it. I'm uh, only saying that it I, took I, us seven generations to come up with a wolf Pokemon. <laughs> like a legit straight up wolf. Yeah. And then like, you're not wrong. I mean, I mean Lycanroc is pretty Garurumon already, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Digimon did it back in the 90s, man. Yeah, well, yeah you're and, not wrong. And, and, and uh, uh, City Pets, what's it called? Neon Pets came up with Float Sam, the dolphin monster. Also, <laughs> that is way true. back in the day. <laughs> that is true. Man, shade, shade, shade. Come on, Pokemon, step it up. Right. Gen 8, let's give us 80 new mons, all awesome. Like 10 inanimate objects and 70 <laughs> organic. <laughs> all right, here we go. So this next email is going to be from... I guess Sean, dear Puckle, this is the first time I've emailed in, but I've been listening for a while. Well, thank you for listening and then thank you for writing now. I'll try to keep it relatively short and first say thanks for all of the entertainment while I'm either on long runs or while I'm at work trying to stay sane. Well, you're very welcome. None of this was Bo. Bo didn't allow for that to happen. Um, (laughs) I'm just I'm just giving Bo crap. Um, What? I wanted to write in because I late I have lately been thinking about misconceptions I've had as a kid playing older games. For example, I remember playing blue version and thinking I shouldn't use a potion when my Pokemon has low health because it wouldn't be as strong in battles or it would be if I was healing up at a Pokemon center. Uh, 
Or like when I was playing Pokemon Pearl, that circling a Pokeball on the bottom screen would increase the chance of, of the Pokemon staying in a ball. So I was wondering if you guys had similar misconceptions early on playing the games, or if I was just a fool. Well, that's a good that's a good statement. Uh, or if I was just a fool. Uh, no, if you if you press the B button on the Game Boy Color right as the Pokeball animation closes and the flash happens, if you press B right at that moment, it automatically seals the ball and you catch it every time. One hundred percent. But you have to press it. Right as it happens, and when you that turn, was a misconception it, I yeah, had and, for sure. Like, I, I, and I, if I, had you, a, I had an older friend that told me that, like, he was two years older than me, and I trusted him. Yeah, I had a friend he who betrayed turn, me. I had a friend who would turn around his uh, Game Boy and said that if you wanted to hit Thunder a hundred percent of the time, you had to turn your thumb, your the, the Game Boy upside down, and he legit did this every single time. Dude, I, that makes sense, doesn't it? That, that kid, that kid, organically discovered how to evolve Inkay. He yep. was the only one. <laughs> he was the only person that organically discovered how to evolve Inke into Malamar. Because he's there is like no intuitive way to do that. In yeah. his apartment that he's got a cardboard boiled up on the windows. Like, I knew it! <laughs> I knew it would happen. As for the question, I agree there should be a platypus Pokemon since it's already an awesome animal and would be a cooler Pokemon. Sorry for the long email. Catch you on the flip-flop, Sean. <laughs> nice, right. Sean. Uh, thanks for that, Sean. We appreciate it. Uh, so this last one's going to be from Uncle Oshawott and Mr. Bobo. You've got this. All right. This is from Uncle Osh. Uh, generations 1 through 5 had a very straightforward way of introducing Pokemon. Excuse me. You get a certain number of Pokemon and maybe some form changes. Then you head off on your merry way. The sixth generation of Pokemon is when Game Freak more than likely realized that the Pokedex was growing very large, very quickly. Ever since, we've had some new gimmicky form of a Pokemon via Mega Forms in Generation 6 and regional variants in Generation 7. This pattern has good bits and bad bits to it, uh, to it. <clears throat> which brings me to this week's mailbag. Regional variants and megaforms were both great ideas to recycle uh, Pokemon in unique ways. Unfortunately, these ideas are getting really confusing really quick. Both these new classes of Pokemon forms were only used once. No new megaforms were added in Alola, and Ultra Moon brought no additional regional variants. So what do I want out of Generation 8? Stop introducing new classes of Pokemon and never using those classes again. This gives us new Megas in Gen 8. Some regional variants of Johto Mons would be nice. Uh, you don't need to create a new shiny gimmick to sell... Uh, sorry, you don't need to create a new shiny gimmick to sell a new generation of Pokemon. Just develop all new... All the new you work so hard to implement. So yeah, my hopes for new Pokemon in Generation 8 aren't brand new dex entries, but rather new Mega and new regional forms of Pokemon. Uh, prolong the rapid climb to 1,000 Pokemon Game Freak. Make this great franchise last as long as it possibly can. Sent from my Rotom decks, Uncle Oshawott. I think they would get so much hate if they did that. I agree, though. Like, I don't... A <sighs> thousand Pokemon scares me. It's going to happen, though. We're already at 807. Why fear the inevitable? I, I, but a but thousand. That's so yes. many Pokemon. Like that, that's, a, that's a threshold. Wouldn't you say that's a threshold? 
I think no. that's I think it's more of an eye opening number than anything else, right? Because yeah, we're already eighty percent of the way there. He started from a humble one hundred fifty. Humble. Okay, put humble in quotes, please. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. They were bragging nah, that that was I'm, a large from, amount back in nah, the day. No, y'all trying to diss your roots. We came from one hundred fifty. <laughs> that was it. Don't you? Don't you no. look at your oh, seven hundred? Oh, right, Jen Warner, settle down. No, you. But, <laughs> <laughs> Jushiro's right. No, you need to just calm down. Like, I understand. Yeah, 150. That wasn't a lot. But they've been doing it correctly throughout the years, yeah. I think. Because have- especially with... Okay, if we want to go full circle right now and go back to the topic. <laughs> because if you're only going to let the Pokemon that were only up in that generation up until that point in your Let's Go series of games, because we, we know if Let's Go does well enough, we're getting Let's Go... Yeah. We're getting Let's Go Meryl and Let's Go... I don't know, Politoed. Who cares? And... <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd probably be like, you know, let's go Johto or let's go Ho, let's go Lugia or let's I, go Sweet, let's go into. I hope it, I hope it's Marilyn Politoed now and you're proven wrong. Marilyn Politoed. I hope but, I'm wrong too. That I hope it's Marilyn Politoed. But that that kind of gives you that like introductory step if you're new to the franchise into it because if you're growing with the franchise like we have, I th- I'd yeah. say every 2-3 years I'm okay with another 80 Pokémon. I can learn those. Like that's fine. Eighty, but that's that's the thing. Eighty Pokemon at a time. Yes. You don't. You don't want a hundred new Pokemon. You don't want one hundred twenty new Pokemon. I okay. I'd be okay with. I'd be okay with a hundred. A hundred. Yeah. I think. I think the good average size. We're at eight hundred. We're at eight hundred seven. Eight hundred seven. Nine hundred. That's not including Meltan, by the way. That's not including Meltan. So nine hundred eight. Eight hundred eight. Eight hundred eight. Sorry. And we're going so, up to nine 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 oh eight next gen. I would be okay with that. Tw- uh, by twenty twenty, we have a thousand Pokemon. Not by twenty wow. twenty. They're not going to make a new gen in twenty twenty. You don't think so? You don't no. Generations usually last about three years. Generations last about three years. No, true. So in twenty twenty two, we'll maybe hit a thousand. But I don't even think that's going to be true. I think we're not going to hit it until like twenty twenty five. All right, and, that's about two hundred Pokemon every two years. Yeah, okay. Uh, twenty twenty. Every I think I think you're gonna see something like eighty again, just like we saw in Gen Seven, and you'll get you'll get eighty on average for every generation. I think that's a good number. I like a hundred, um, only because that gives you a little wiggle room if you want to like do something with the previous generations. Yeah, you know, like where's that Jinx evolution, right, boys? Uh, well, in uh, yeah, that that's back to the, evolution. Back to the email. I agree that that's that's what. You know, we don't need a new gimmick. We don't need a new different thing other than a regional variant or a mega. I think regionals open it up for them a lot. We don't need like a a synchro evolution or, you know, a fusion evolution or, you know, we don't need a new gimmick. We don't need a new thing. Mm-hmm. I agree with it a lot. That I think we could just use expanding, you know, mega and new megas would yeah. be great or or um, new a different, you know, the new region could have a new regional variants. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that can expand on forever. Um, I agree with and you. I know a lot of yeah. um, uh, PTU podcasts that I listen to. Um, they all do regional variants in their in their campaigns and stuff. Like it's a pretty widespread thing that you know people just want to make new regional variants. Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, that was a thing even before regional variants were a thing. I, yeah. Right, I realized that, but yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> people like make it. Well, I mean, I I agree with you. I agree with you. But th- thank you for that, Uncle Ashwa. We appreciate your your email. So before we move on, the Green Taurus badge does it go to Uncle Ashwa or does it go to Sean? 
the affectionately yeah. named Sean. I know we uh, memed about it, but we did should, talk. We, about, talk we did talk yes. a lot about his email. Which one? <laughs> Uncle Oshawa. Uncle Oshawa. Oh, right, Uncle Oshawa. Your time has come. <laughs> the Green Toros badge is yours. All right. Well, moving on, though, if you want to do more Puckley goodness, you can email us next week at Puckle Podcast by going to PucklePodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email there. And we want to know, what are your thoughts? Do you think, uh, what's his face, Junichi Masuda hates competitive Pokemon players? What uh, Are you worried that Let's Go is going to take over the Pokemon franchise? Send it over uh, to PucklePodcast at gmail.com. And finally, if you want to keep up with us and do some more crazy stuff, check out our Twitter at, at puckle podcast you can follow us on facebook you can follow us on reddit all the yes. all those social media things also you can check me and Jashira out over at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast where we stream video game uh we stream tcg Jashira's getting into poking it's a good yes. time and so you and can- uh some plug there make sure today for uh, monday i am going to be tonight i have a very special uh show for you guys uh the Yushiro show at twitch and it's going to be way more than just playing video games. I hope you enjoy it. And we're also, also, if you have uh, one of those Twitch Prime subscriptions, you can always drop it there because it's free for you, but it helps us out. And it's a great way to support the show. But you can also support the show by going to T Public and picking up a brand new Puckle logo t shirt. We just launched those earlier this week. And so if you're just like, man, that new logo looks sweet, I wish I could have it on a t shirt or a throw pillow. Um, you could go get it over there. Also, I think it'll do like a poster and all this other crazy stuff. So definitely go check it out over there. You can also go ahead and if support us more directly by heading on over to Patreon at patreon.com slash uh, Puckle Podcast, where you can get a bunch of goodies, including free Pokemon. Uh, patrons right now are, I think, if you're at the correct tier for free Pokemon, we're going to be giving away a hidden ability Gorgeist uh, for Halloween. So definitely... Nice. Go check that out if you're a patron. So we really do appreciate that. I think that's usually my spiel. I don't think I usually forget anything else. So I guess here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Bosephus. Some say I'm Jashiro. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
as always, we here at the Puckle Podcast would like to thank our patrons for supporting the show. You can help support the show at patreon.com to get your name listed here at the end of the show, but also get cool rewards such as the Gorgeist we're going to be giving away with its hidden ability on the GTS. All of those, for those of you at the proper Patreon tier, I believe $5 a month and above, you will be notified on Patreon, so look out for that this week. We should get that set up by then. And so, let's, without further ado, let's jump right into it. Thanks to Viger, duly noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Dr. Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Minor Minetric, Claude Nine, Jonathan, Joshua, Nathan, The Golden Klefki, Trevor, TJ, Doc Knox, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Daniel, Treby, Greg, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Jedi DJ, The British Gent, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Michael, Thomas, Uncle Oshawott, Curtis, Echo, Clifford, Anime, Hazelnut, Joseph, Inferno 235, Alex Ray Snyder, and The Real EV. Once again, guys, thanks again for all of your support. Without you, we couldn't do a bunch of awesome stuff that we do at Puckle. So we look forward to seeing you guys in future endeavors, and we'll catch you on the flip-flop. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 